My name is Colette Martin. I'm an RN of 17 years, 12 years oncology, and the past five years I've been a float resource nurse to all the different floors in the hospital. I'm extremely concerned with the idea of mandating this vaccine for our children. The reactions we're seeing in the hospital with adults are terrifying and they're being ignored. Just some examples of post-vaccine reactions are blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, encephalopathy, heart arrhythmia such as atrial fibrillation. Also in the elderly, we're seeing an increase in falls, syncope, acute onset of confusion with unknown ideology. Also two young and healthy coworkers I know had vision changes, tingling and numbness to lower extremities they're still dealing with. Another coworker developed DVTs. I personally had a patient die three months after his vaccines of pericarditis, which we know is a known side effect. Diagnosed 30 days after a shot, no mention to VAERS. Majority of our nurses, nurse managers, and some doctors do not even know what VAERS is. I've spoken to our chief of medicine, managers, other nurses on why we're not reporting to VAERS, and the most common response is, what is VAERS? It's a topic that's very difficult to address in the hospital setting. I bring up my concerns and repeatedly get dismissed. I've been told, I'm sure someone is investigating this. Well, if we aren't, then who is? Especially since Pfizer ended their study just six months after the um, trial started. I also have been told that VAERS isn't the best indication of vaccine side effects. Well, if that's the case, what are we supposed to be looking at? Over 18,000 deaths, a million permanently disabled, and the CDC admits only 1% to 10% of reactions are even being reported. And we know that hospitals are not reporting anything. This is not just where I work. I have many nurse friends in lo other local hospitals in the southeast Louisiana say the same thing. What I also find is highly disturbing is our treatment protocol. I truly believe our protocol is killing our COVID patients. When I ask other nurses their thoughts, they agree. At this point, doctors will admit our main treatment is not working, but it's all we have. We know that's simply not true. It's just what the CDC will allow us to give. Our hands are tied. Back to our children, though. We have chemotherapies that we know have side effects causing blood cancer, such as leukemia, in 10-plus years after giving the drug. We know this because we have real long-term trials on these drugs. We are not just seeing severe acute reactions with this vaccine, but we have zero idea what any long-term reactions are. Cancers, autoimmune, infertility, we just don't know. We are potentially sacrificing our children for fear of maybe dying getting sick of a virus, a virus with a 99% survival rate. Our children are not even at risk for this. As of now, we have more children that die from the COVID vaccine than of COVID itself. And then the health department to come out and say the new variant has all the side effects of the vaccine reactions we're currently seeing now. It's maddening. And I don't understand why more people don't see it. And I think they do, but fear of speaking out and even worse, being fired. They simply, this is not something easy for me to come up here and speak about, but I feel deep conviction about speaking truth and what the nurses are seeing behind those hospital walls. This is not about adults who can choose to research or not. This is about our helpless children. And when I look back on this in 20 to 30 years, I have to know that I did everything I could. And I'm asking you to please ponder this. What side of history will you be on? I have to know this madness has to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mimi Blue, and you're listening to Human Dialectic. That was Colette Martin, a nurse out of Louisiana, and I've be I'm beginning to see more and more nurses coming out. Ironically, not very many doctors. And if you know who gets paid by pharmaceutical companies and to sell you those dangerous but lovely drugs, you know it would be the physicians and not the nurses. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we're going to have more doctors coming out, but I, th I suspect that there will be doctors. Some of them will come out, but the most majority of them may commit suicide. And I'm not just trying to be morbid here. I do believe that there's going to be a tremendous amount of guilt. So what am I going to talk about today? I feel as if I am talking about this in, in nauseam, but after listening to Dr. Robert Malone's interview with Joe Rogan, listening to Peter McAuliffe and a couple other doctors or, or psychologists uh, and psychiatrists, I realized that I'm going to continue talking about this because we all have to speak up. You may have a small platform or a large platform, but every single one of us has to continue to deliver this message, transmit it because this vaccine is killing people. 
So I do want to touch on some highlights from Dr. Malone and part of Dr. McAuliffe's interviews because they've confirmed a lot of what's going on. And you really should listen to these two doctors because they have a lot of credibility and their CV is very impressive. So there's no reason for tech, the tech giants to be censoring or kicking them off Twitter. I am also going to touch on the fact that we are in flu season, but what happened to the flu? So there are many people who are getting sick and staying sick for several weeks. This is something that I mentioned in previous uh, episodes where your immune system is wiped if you've taken the vaccine. I do want to mention about or talk more about some of these nurses that are coming out and saying that it's killing people more prominently insurance companies, or at least one has come out. And I think only one is is bold enough, brave enough to mention that the death rates are up. And then there are two other topics that has not been that have not been getting a lot of traction. And that is related to the truck drivers, and how it is affecting the supply chain, and pandemic babies. The very first vaccines were administered November of 2020. So we know that there are several babies that are being born by vaccinated women or mothers, I should say. But I've been seeing some unusual characteristics about these pandemic babies. And there are studies coming out showing that the children, whether they are babies that were born after the pandemic or children who were born prior to the pandemic, but are still in that development phase, they are having a delay in their cognitive abilities and their motor skills, their IQ tests have dropped. This is extremely alarming. So we are going to talk about all of those in this episode. I'm going to try and get through all of it. It's going to be a long one. Bear with me, but this is really important. Now, 2021 ended with quite an impact by several doctors coming out and doing multiple interviews. If you haven't listened to Joe Rogan's interview with Dr. Robert Malone or with Dr. Peter McAuliffe, I highly suggest that you do so. I understand Robert Malone's interview was three hours long. I happened to have time because I was driving, but If you do have an opportunity, just do it in batches, just an hour here, an hour there. It is extremely vital for you to listen to the man, the creator of mRNA, because he is saying that these vaccines are not only poisonous, but we should not be administering them to children, which is what the government is trying to do. Now, I did take some key points from Malone's interview And I'm just going to summarize it here because I think it would just be useful to pretty much confirm what I had said on this podcast several episodes ago. But there were a number of things. You know, again, Dr. Malone is someone who understands mRNA. He is the inventor of mRNA and he has the credentials and the CV to back it up. He did mention that the vaccine creates these spike proteins and it concentrates in some key areas, one being the heart, another being the ovaries. And you know that with men, they've been really experiencing with myocarditis or pericarditis. And with women, they're now experiencing infertility issues. But these spike proteins end up in the cell nucleus. And ultimately, and I'm not the the person that has the expertise or the knowledge to to say I'm accurate, but that's why I defer to Dr. Malone and any of the doctors who are coming out and saying exactly what is happening. But it's attacking your own immune system. It's entering into your cell nucleus. And what that ultimately happens or what it's going to result in is your body attacking its own organs, everything. It's attacking itself. And that is why you're getting people who have a wiped out immune system. Their T cells are are being eliminated. It's just a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. Now, I do want to mention that Dr. Robert Malone did not design it in that way. It was 
completely modified, re-engineered to be a bioweapon. And that is why he's coming out saying that this is very dangerous and we cannot be issuing it to children. He does state that he is pro-vaccine and I have no problem with anyone who's pro-vaccine. He just has concerns with this vaccine and how it was designed. He is vaccinated though. And I know he's been getting a lot of crap initially last year, getting a lot of crap about being vaccinated, but it wasn't until he got on the Joe Rogan show and explained that he was vaccinated prior to all of this sort of insanity and then realizing how the vaccine was re-engineered. So he actually experienced a severe side effect and he had a blood pressure level of like 230, which if you know what that means, that could kill somebody. But he experienced those symptoms or the side effects and Slowly but surely, Dr. Robert Malone has been realizing that this is not a traditional vaccine. It is a gene therapy. It is absolutely changing the DNA and it is killing people. Another thing that he mentioned is that he's very familiar with Dr. Anthony Fauci. I hate saying doctor. I'm just going to call him Anthony Fauci. He's very, very familiar with Anthony Fauci and his practices, especially during the AIDS epidemic. So he is simply associates with Fauci, but he probably isn't high on Fauci's likable list. You know that the man who created the PCR test also was not favorable by Fauci and you saw what happened to him. By the way, on a tangential note, the CDC has quietly retired the PCR test and they've also reduced the quarantine timeline to five days from 10 days. So I don't know what people are doing right now. I know people are taking COVID uh, at home kits, spending $200 to get tested. I mean, this is seriously a mental illness, but that is the insanity that we're living in right now. A couple other points that Robert Malone had mentioned, the tech industry, pharmaceutical companies, the government and the media are all in lockstep against the American people and even, quite frankly, the entire world in trying to push these vaccines onto the population. Hospitals are receiving thousands of dollars from the government for every COVID diagnosis that it does not mean that the person actually has COVID or could have died from COVID. But as long as somebody is tested positive for COVID, whether they have symptoms or not, the hospitals will receive money. And I mentioned this previously. Another key thing is the discussion about ivermectin and hydro- hydroxychloroquine. These are very effective drugs, fairly, fairly cheap. And ivermectin has been used even in third world countries. It is very effective in treating covid But it's also even better when in early treatment. But what Dr. Robert Malone revealed was that they are, they, meaning the government, has been blocking these two drugs, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, from being issued to patients. So the FDA has essentially blocked physicians from being able to prescribe these two drugs for treatment. And now you 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 want to say that it's a conspiracy? Well, it's already been documented. There is documentation and email out there that this was done in advance of COVID. Two final points: proper consent. This is essential. You require proper consent for going onto a site, and they're going to collect your data. So those corporations need to display some type of consent, or at least get consent from you in order to collect data on you. This is the same thing in the pharmaceutical company anywhere. So because this vaccine is under emergency authorized use only, and I don't know if people know what that means. It just means that it can only be used under an emergency. In addition, there can't be another drug on the market that can address this same disease or virus or whatever it is that you're combating. So we are not getting proper consent because the pharmaceutical companies, primarily Pfizer, does not want the general public to know what is in the vaccine. Well, unfortunately, 
they are going to be exposed because there have been many, many people coming out, whether it would be the undertakers or whether autopsies are being done on the deceased, whether there are uh, specific physicians, very, very few of them, but specific physicians or, or doctorals who are trying to look under a microscope. They're studying to see what is in the vial. And I'm just going to say that people are finding some very, very bizarre things, live organisms, worms, like, I don't know, this is very, very, very shocking as to what is in the vaccine. It's not a clean vaccine at all. There's even nanotechnology. And I'm not going to touch much on this, but I know that there are videos of people saying that they are seeing specific uh, Bluetooth codes that don't align to specific manufacturers. They'll go into a Walmart or Target and they're going to see all of these codes popping up. I've tried it. I mean, I can't really say that it is. it has validity. It is a theory. But I do know when I'm out driving out in the country, I'm not obviously getting these types of Bluetooth codes. I don't know. That's what's been happening. But the idea of having proper consent, when you know what you are accepting, including the side effects, then that is that is okay. But that's not the situation. And all of this is being censored. The final point, natural immunity. He basically stated that natural immunity is superior than any vaccine. So if you are being confronted by somebody to say that they need to take the vaccine, of course, you don't you don't want to fight with them. But you must understand that there is no vaccine that is going to be better than your natural immunity. And that is, of course, you ensuring that you eat well, you sleep with enough hours in mind. So eight hours, you exercise, you're taking your vitamins and your supplements and your your nutrients to make sure that your immune system is strong. So those were just the key points that I wanted to take from Dr. Malone and combining Dr. McAuliffe's interviews. And I can't uh, stress it enough, but you definitely need to watch it. There is one more thing that I totally forgot. I just realized this is that as a result of the recent interviews, people have been searching mass formation psychosis. Now, it wasn't Dr. Malone who has coined this term. It actually derives from Dr. Matthias Desmond, who's out in Belgium, and Dr. Mark McDonald, who is in Los Angeles, California. They are very familiar with this, and they recognize some of these characteristics of what our society, or even just globally, what we're going through. So here is Dr. Matthias Desmond explaining exactly what mass formation psychosis is. Yes, four things need to be uh, need to exist or need to be uh, in place if you want uh, large scale mass phenomena to emerge. Uh, and uh, the first thing is that uh, there need to be a lot of socially isolated people, uh, people who experience a lack of social bond. Uh, the second one is that uh, there need to be a lot of people who experience a lack of sense making in life. In life. Uh, and the third and the fourth uh, uh, condition uh, is that uh, there need to be a lot of free floating anxiety and a lot of free floating psychological discontent. So, um, uh, meaning uh, anxiety and discontent that is not connected to a specific representation. So it needs to be in the mind without the people being able to connect it to something. Mm -hmm. If you have these four things, lack of social bond, lack of sense-making, free-floating anxiety and free-floating psychological discontent, then uh, uh, society is highly at risk uh, for the emergence of, of mass phenomena. And these four conditions existed Shortly before the Corona crisis, there was like an epidemic of burnout. Uh, over 40 to 70 percent of the people uh, experienced their jobs as completely senseless. This is described in uh, in the book uh, "Bullshit Jobs" uh, by this professor of Harvard, of whom I always forget his name. He died uh, last year, I think. Um, and then, uh, and and if you look at the use of uh, psychopharmaceuticals. It was huge, and then you, this shows how much discontent uh, there was in our society. For instance, in Belgium, 
Uh, every year, Belgians, who are with, you are with uh, 11 million people, uh, use over 300 million doses of antidepressants alone. Over 300 million doses. So that's huge. And so you, you see that these four conditions uh, um, uh, really existed. Uh, lack of sense-making, lack of social bond, uh, free-floating anxiety, and then uh, free-floating uh, discontent. Yeah, so you have to know that Free-floating anxiety is the most painful psychological phenomena someone can experience. And so it's extremely unpainful. It, it leads up to panic attacks, to all kinds of extremely painful psychological experiences. So what people want in this situation is something to connect their anxiety to. They are looking for an explanation for their anxiety. And now, if this free-floating anxiety is highly present in a population and the media provide a narrative which indicates uh, an object of anxiety and at the same time describe a strategy to deal with this object of anxiety, then all the anxiety connects to this object and people are willing to follow the strategy to deal with this object no matter what the cost is. That is what happens in the beginning of mass formation. Then, in a second step, people start a collective and heroic battle with this object of anxiety. And in that way, a new kind of social bond emerges and a new, and a new kind of sense-making. Suddenly, life is all directed at battling the object of anxiety and in this way, establishing a new connection with uh, other people. And that the sudden switch of a negative state, a radical lack of social connection, to the opposite, to uh, the massive social connection that is experienced in a crowd, the sudden switch leads up to a sort of mental intoxication. And that's what this makes mass formation or crowd formation the exact equivalent of hypnosis. So all people who have been describing, who have been studying mass formation, such, such as Gustave Le Bon, for instance, uh, McDougall, uh, Canetti, have remarked that mass formation is not similar to hypnosis, that mass formation is exactly equal to hypnosis. Mass formation is a sort of hypnosis. One final thing to add to that, that was not part of the recording, is he then describes that in order to feel as if you are getting rid of your anxiety, there needs to be a leader. And you can see this as an example in Germany when Hitler rose to power, Stalin in the same situation, Mussolini for the Italians. What we are seeing here is our quote unquote leader is Fauci. Fauci has been giving conflicting information and People who are awake are seeing this, but the people who are under hypnosis are trying to relieve their anxiety and doing whatever it takes. So they are taking the first two vaccines. They're taking the booster shots. They don't care. They just want things to go back to normal. And they think that if they continue to comply and they listen to their leader, their savior, Fauci, then there's nothing to question. He is right. And we are working towards liberty in their sense. That was actually quite an eye-opener. The funny thing is Dr. Matias uh, did that interview last year in August, but it started picking up steam and obviously the healthcare industry or any of the physicians who started following Dr. Uh, Matias Desmond, they noticed the, these patterns too. So I remember seeing that interview, didn't pay attention to it, but knowing that Dr. Robert Malone has the outreach and was on a platform like Joe Rogan and to be able to talk about this has really propelled this idea that people are not in their right mind. And this is why it's so difficult to communicate to people because they are 
not in their right mind. They're under hypnosis. So don't give up. Some people may break out of the spell, but you do have to understand that there are some people that we are not going to wake up and it is what it is. And I did want to move on to talk about people getting sick. So even though the holiday season is over and the holiday madness has died down, the madness behind COVID is still up. I remember reading on Nextdoor, and I don't know if you're familiar with nextdoor.com, but there were so many people online trying to find COVID tests, at-home kits. And I'm talking kits that cost, I don't know if they're roughly between $15 to $45, but I just know that COVID tests are now monetized. So previously it was done for free. I think now you have to pay if you want a rapid uh, rapid test, it would be $75. I've seen tests as high as $200. People are paying for tests to see if they have COVID, but they don't have COVID. And then again, what happened to the flu? The, the very, very sad thing about this is that we have many people who are getting sick. And if you're not familiar with how the vaccine works, again, the immune system is completely wiped out. And I will play that particular uh, clip just to refresh your memory, but people are getting sick and this is having an effect on our entire labor force. People have already been fired for not taking the vaccine. So we're already short with the number of bodies that are available to work. And now you have people who are sick. Even the kids are getting sick. Yes, the ones that got the vaccine, they're getting sick if they're not dying. I'm trying not to be morbid here, but that is the absolute truth. I do want to play two clips, one related to a woman who went to CVS and she just wanted to ask the pharmacist about consent. She wanted to know what the side effects were. And you need to pay attention to the pharmacist's response because there is an actual video. I'm just playing the audio here, but he looked as if he was totally caught off guard, that he'd been bamboozled and just pay attention to his response. And then the second clip I'm going to play ties to the CEO of an insurance company out in Indiana, and he is seeing a 40% increase in death rates. Again, he's work, he works for an insurance company, and he offers group life insurance to employers. The... Um uh, the if you're offering the COVID-19 uh, boosters or shots still? We are, but we're only accepting appointments yeah. <laughs> because it's just been really crazy so today. Oh. So you can make an appointment online at CVS.com. Okay. Um, do you have the insert for the from the manufacturers that shows the safety studies, the effects, and, and uh, all of those things? Honestly, I don't know. Um, is there a pharmacist here, pharmacist here who knows um, where to find the insert in the box of vaccines that I could take a look at? Um, if you want to step to the side there, he'll be Perfect. as soon as he can. Thank you. Hello. Yes, I was wondering if you had the insert from the manufacturers for the um, COVID vaccine. comes in the box of vaccines. I have someone who wants the package insert. That's from the Moderna vaccine. Okay, Moderna. Is it the same for um, Pfizer and all of the others? There, no, the, each brand is a little different. Okay, so uh, may I take this with me for to look at all of the safety studies, placebo safety studies on this? Yeah, because yeah, because the, yeah, the one because the one that we give, um, yeah, because the one the one that's given to patients doesn't contain that information. So that which one is are they giving if it's not so, this one? So no, no, that's the one that is the one we are giving. Oh, okay. But yeah, the 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 package insert given to patients isn't the full information. So it's not the from the manufacturer that, themselves. Th th that is from the manufacturer, but it's truncated. That's okay. the full thing. So why is it intentionally blank if it's all the safety studies? Instead? It's a, they're inside. They're inside of it. Yeah, this folds up. Okay. Okay. So I'll go ahead and get one of these. Thirty-five ten, and I'll do the same thing. Okay. It supposedly folds up. I've got. 
I've got to get online and find it. No, it's okay. It's okay. I already know that it's intentionally, Blake. My last question is, um, how is it informed okay. consent when okay. all of the safety studies, placebo safety studies, right. are not listed from the manufacturer? That that's a great question. Okay. I would talk. Okay. I I would talk to I would talk to CVS about that because. Okay. Um, so if if we don't know what we're injecting into ourselves, um, I don't understand how that's informed consent. That you're you're ex you're exactly right. Okay. And you're exactly right. Yeah. And you are correct. I should not be giving these vaccines at all. Okay. Oh, why are you giving them? Because I am because I am told to, and that's how because I am told to, and I am told. I understand and, that. And, I, and everything I have shown, including the patients that I have given it to, uh -huh. it is safe. It is safe and effective. Well, what it studies are you going by that states that it's safe and effective? I know these are tough questions, but I have to ask. I know, and I and I'm sorry, but but you can't you can't I, answer. So I, I understand I, that. I, I unfortunately cannot answer that, okay. and I feel it. And right right now, I'm. I'm feeling totally inadequate as a pharmacist and ready to turn in my life. Don't, don't. Just, just learn more about it. Um, you know about the Nuremberg trials, right? I, I, I understand about all of that. And okay. I'm just curious if, if people here really understand what's happening around them and that just doing my job is not an excuse for what's really I, happening. No, I, I absolutely understand. Well, and, I just wanted to add, thank and, you for... And, and, and and ba and based and based on what you're saying, I can no lo I can no longer advocate for these vaccines. Okay. Well, yes, that's absolutely your choice, and people to take it. That's their choice to take it. Um, I'm just looking for um, informed people, what, where I can get information. And it seems like I keep hitting this block each time. Every time on, I go online and talk to doctors, they they block me. You know, it's because they can't answer my questions. They get uncomfortable, and I get that. But then why even continue this if, if you don't know the information? That is, that, that, is a, that is an absolutely valid question. Okay. Well, thank you for taking your time with me. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. One of our businesses is that we offer group life and disability insurance to employers. And we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have ever seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. The, the data is consistent across every player uh, in, in, that, in that business. Now, this is primarily um, working age people, 18 to 64 that are in employers like all the employers on, on the screen here. And what we saw just in third quarter, we're seeing it continue into fourth quarter, is that uh, death rates are up 40% over what they were pre-pandemic. Now, just to give you a, a, an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or a one in 200 year uh, catastrophe would be 10% increase uh, over pre-pandemic. So 40% uh, is just unheard of. And what the data is showing us is that um, the deaths that are being reported as COVID deaths greatly understate the actual death losses among working age people from the pandemic. It may not all be COVID on their death certificate, but deaths are up uh, at just a huge, huge numbers. Now, if that wasn't shocking enough and pretty much validating that there's something obviously wrong with these vaccines, the VAERS report, if you're not familiar with it, is a database that reports on adverse events due to vaccines. And COVID, the COVID vaccine is the bigger one. If you are interested in knowing what this open VAERS database looks like, I will have access to this particular um the URL in the description. So you're going to find the link. But there have been over a million reports through December 31st of 2021 of adverse events, or I should just say reactions to the vaccine. And if we were in normal times, any type of death or severe reaction would have pulled this vaccine off the market. But because this is under emergency use only, then it is pretty much all bets are off, all hands on deck. They don't even care at this point. And this is not about public health. It is about control. And it's very, very shocking that this is even occurring. But if you're interested in accessing this information, it's very hard to find, even if you try and Google it. 
It is open vares spelled V A E R S dot com forward slash COVID dash data. Again, that's open vares V A E R S dot com forward slash COVID dash data. And this is key because physicians are supposed to be reporting these adverse reactions. The patient should not be doing it. But because in the past, physicians or nurses have explained that it takes too long, the report is too long, and they just choose not to submit it, this is not one of those times. And a lot of patients are suffering, and I'm hearing many, many stories about patients, victims of this vaccine, they're not getting the treatment that they are looking for, seeking for. They're not even getting questions, basic questions answered. They can't even bring up the fact that it's possible that the vaccine could have caused it. But we are now seeing nurses who are coming out. The physicians are still not coming out. But I think we are going to see a very steady avalanche of whistleblowers, of people explaining that so many people are dying from this. This is not looking good, but if you know somebody who's been affected by this vaccine, I'm pretty sure at this point, everybody knows somebody who's taken it, whether they're suffering with something that's very acute or someone may have passed, it is very important for a report to be submitted in this particular database because according to Harvard, a couple years ago, they did a study and they discovered that only 1% of reports are ever submitted. That is very, very, very scary. We know that there are athletes in Europe who are dying at a rate that is just unforeseen. And we know we had a New York Times editor who passed and the New York Times had an obituary for them and it didn't mention anything about the vaccine because on his Twitter account, he mentioned that he got the booster shot. And I don't know if it was two days or a day after the booster shot, he died. Washington Post, there was an editor who passed as well. Jeff Bezos didn't even mention anything about the vaccine. You can argue and say, oh, it was, you know, HIPAA. You can't really just mention uh, what people are dying from. But again, we're not in normal times. We need to know what is going on. Now, I am going to transition to a topic that's not getting a lot of traction but I do think it's critical to this conversation about COVID. The first one being the truck drivers who are being forced to take the vaccine and not just the American truck drivers. I'm talking Canadian drivers who transport goods into the United States and the Biden administration is forcing them to be vaccinated in order for them to enter into the country. And the other topic is related to the pandemic babies. And when I say pandemic babies, there are different categories. So whether it is a baby who was born after 2020 by a mother who was vaccinated, or you have some of these fairly newborns, these toddlers who are relatively new, of course, but they are working under conditions where they can't see people's faces. They can't understand motor skills or just cognitive skills. They're not able to develop that. And that's what I want to talk about because we are seeing some, or at least I'm seeing certain situations more for the pandemic babies. There are some articles about the truck drivers, but a lot of midwives, uh, doctors, nurses in the OB-GYN, they're reluctant to talk about this. And I know this is this exists. So I'm going to talk about it here. <laughs> I'm going to read this article because this will explain the severity of this actual quote unquote mandate. And it is going to cause so much havoc to our economic system. And this needs to be presented to anybody who needs to know about this. You need to get ready because I really don't know if the Supreme Court is going to, I mean, this is separate. This is about Canadian truck drivers, but I know the Supreme Court is debating whether the, the vaccine mandate is constitutional or unconstitutional to the private sector or private businesses. So I'm just going to read this title, or sorry, this article. It's entitled, Senators Ask Biden to Exempt Truck Drivers from Border Vaccine Mandate. So this was written on December uh, 14th, Tuesday, December 14th last year. 
14 Republican U.S. senators have asked President Joe Biden to exempt Canadian truck drivers who crossed the U.S.-Canada border from a fast-approaching vaccine mandate for foreign essential workers in January, saying the requirement will disrupt the North American supply chain. The letter, led by Senator Steve Daines of Montana, also called on the Biden administration to work with the Canadian government to exempt truckers from the country's uh, reciprocal vaccine requirement, also taking effect in January. Despite the good intentions underpinning this action, we fear that the imposition of vaccination mandates as a requirement to cross the land border will exacerbate the existing challenges facing our freight networks and supply chain and could further fuel inflation and rising prices on top of what Americans are already seeing, the senators wrote in the letter. They echoed concerns raised by industry groups that the mandate, which reportedly takes effect January 22nd, would lead thousands of drivers to leave cross-border freight. The Canadian Trucking Alliance has called for the requirement to be pushed back, while the owner-operator Independent Drivers Association is opposing it altogether. Our nation's truck drivers worked diligently during the pandemic to facilitate critical cross-border freight movements that helped to feed and clothe American communities. Now, implementing these these policies could cost them their jobs, the senator said in the later in the letter. To date, the U.S. Canadian governments have shown no signs of walking back or postponing the vaccine requirements coming to the border. Even if the Biden administration were to make an exemption for truckers, it would effectively be superseded by a vaccination mandate coming in early 2022 to employers regulated by the Canadian government, which includes all cross-border trucking companies. So if it isn't clear by now that there is a strategic demolition of this country and for other economies as well, I don't know what else to tell you. All I can say is get ready. I keep mentioning that, but there are more and more articles coming out about labor shortages, people who are out, deliveries that are not being made. In Virginia, we just had a, I mean, I think it's a small winter storm. It's something that could have been managed if we had the appropriate equipment and protocol. But there were people saying that they could not find chicken breast in a lot of these stores. Now, I did go to the grocery store and I did see a couple empty shelves that are tied more to uh, poultry or meats. This is a clear indication that our supply chain is becoming worse every single day. And this was just a storm, a winter storm. But we don't have enough people who are available to transport these goods. This is why truck drivers are so critical to our economy. Now, transitioning to the final topic, which is about the pandemic babies. Now, there's two categories, as I mentioned. There are the babies that are born from mothers who took the vaccine, and then there are children who are in their learning phase or development phase as toddlers and so forth, trying to understand their world and developing the cognitive and motor skills. So one particular article entitled, Is COVID Causing Development Delays in Kids?, Now, this author explains in the very beginning that there is a young two-year-old boy. He is happy. He's smiling. He was born February 2020. His older siblings, five and seven, tried to play with him, but he couldn't do much. His muscles were weak and he wasn't babbling much. Still, their exchanges would make Alex laugh, delighting all three kids. Now, the pregnancy and delivery had followed the same pattern as his siblings. The big difference was that Alex was born during the early stages of COVID-19, just two weeks before the WHO declared a global pandemic. One study found that children born during the pandemic had a 22-point drop in their average cognitive score. That is a huge drop. So this was from an average of 100 for children born before COVID-19. The scores dropped to an average of 78 for those babies born during the pandemic. Now, if my memory serves me, I believe... And I'm just using the medical term here. Mental retardation is roughly around 70. I could be wrong, but I think it's around 70. 
continuing with the article, the findings stem from a larger, uh, larger or sorry, longer term study in which researchers at Brown U- University compared the verbal, motor and overall cognitive skills of infants born in 2020 and 2021 with those born from 2011 to 2019. Males and children with mothers with lower educational attainment used as a proxy for socioeconomic status suffered greater losses. The researchers postulated that the environmental changes, especially less parental availability, contributed to the decline. Some parents are worried that even among kids who attend preschool, masks will impede their children's development. This is why so many parents are fighting the masks, not because it's just toxic and you shouldn't be breathing your own carbon dioxide, but it's affecting the children's development. The early, uh, the, but the early data suggests that masking and the obscuring of facial expressions may not be as detrimental to young children's development as feared. I'm going to counter on that, but that's what this author is saying. One reason is that children do not rely on facial features or expressions for gouging the emotions of adults. That's entirely false. I may not be a physician, but I know for a fact that children depend on their environments and actually being able to understand social norms by observing other facial uh, expressions. Masks do appear, though, to hinder young children's recognition of some emotions, according to a recent report in JAMA Pediatrics. In that study, Swiss researchers tested the ability of 276 children ages three to five to recognize joy, sadness, and anger in photos of adult faces with and without masks. More children were able to identify joy and sadness in unmasked compared to masked adults, but there was no difference when it came to recognizing anger. I can keep reading on and on and on, and you can see that there are severe consequences for these lockdown measures, for closing schools, for not allowing children to interact with other children, to understand the social norms, their environments, their setting, just all of the above. 78, an IQ of 78. And that is if you had access to educational resources or you, you attended a good school. They're even seeing a decline in actual attention span and learning through the laptop. So this virtual learning, of course, there's going to be a a decline in the attention span and the ability to process the information because the teachers are not there to have one-on-one engagement with the children. So that's just one category of, of kids or at least a generation of kids who are suffering with the fact that they have a lower IQ. Now, I wanted to also talk about or touch on children who are born to mothers who've taken the vaccine. Now, I want you to listen to this audio, and I'm going to describe after it's done what it's about. How you holding your head up on your own, boy? (laughs) What in the world? <laughs> Looking around, too. Bruh just came out the womb. I already know how to live. I know how to move his head. How old are you? Not even a full 24 hours yet. Who are you? So, let me describe what took place in the video because that is just the audio clip. You can find this on TikTok, I believe. I'm not on TikTok, but there just happens to be a video circulating of this. But you have two uh, first-time parents, I believe, and they have a newborn son. The first thing I noticed uh, was the boy's facial features. He looked a little bit older than what a typical newborn would look like, and his eyes were black. So, I mean, if you want me to get specific on the race, it really doesn't matter, but this was an African-American couple. But the eyes were black. If you've ever heard the term black eyed children, I mean, we're even seeing white couples with kids that have black eyes, completely black eyes. And I have no idea why these parents are not realizing that this is abnormal. So the child, this infant has older features, but he is not even 24 hours old and is already lifting his head. 
There are many videos of this circulating. It's not been coming out a lot, but there are videos of infants being able to do things that are absolutely bizarre and unnatural at that stage. So if you are a mother or a father and you have been around infants from the time that they were born until they were about three years old, you know what they're supposed to be learning. You know their learning capabilities. You know for a fact that an infant that is out of the womb less than 24 hours does not start raising his or her head. That usually happens around two months. If I could go on and tell you the videos that I'm seeing and these parents are not recognizing, and and I do believe that a lot of them are brand new, this is their first child, they're not seeing that there are development issues, at least I would say accelerated development issues with these children. And it's predominantly by uh, children, or sorry, it's predominantly children by mothers who've been vaccinated. It's very, very scary. I know people who are vaccinated and are pregnant. If they didn't have a miscarriage, if they obviously were not the, the, the categories or the groups of women who had miscarriages or could not carry their child to full term, we do have some mothers who are carrying children to full term, but these are not normal babies. And I know people don't want to talk about this because the government has said that this vaccine was safe for mothers who are pregnant. And it obviously isn't. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I really don't know what type of human these babies are. They're, I don't even think they're human. Are they transhuman? Very possible, because that's part of the agenda. We will see. I'm going to keep an eye on it, but definitely look up Black Eyed Babies. You might see some of these uh, videos on TikTok you're not going to see it on YouTube, but I've seen a lot of them on, on TikTok. Um, correction, I have seen people take the clips from TikTok and then they would put it on other sites like BitChute uh, or something that is not YouTube. And that is how I'm seeing these videos. So if you're a midwife, if you're somebody who works in ob and you're seeing this, you really need to come out and talk about it. If you know someone who is pregnant, just monitor the situation Don't freak out the parents, but we are going to see a new generation of very bizarre, bizarre humans. That's all I can say. So I hope this episode was informative and there was a lot to consume from this, but we're going to have to keep fighting. I'm so glad I listened to Dr. Robert Malone's interview. Please go ahead and, and listen to that again. If you need to take listen to it in batches, go right ahead. But it is so vital for all of us who who are still awake to keep pushing this message, to keep informing those who are asleep, because eventually this is going to come out and the federal government has to react. They have no choice but to react to this. And it's not going to be good when the rest of the public, the population is awake to the scam. So Hopefully that comes this year. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to this and I will talk to you soon.